War in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Folks, remember, for all your tree service, well, you want to call Yankee Tree. Call them today, 401 439-6028 439-6028 Yankee Tree Service YankeeTreeService.com What can they do? They do it all. Tree trimming Experts based right in Lincoln Tree removal since 2006 and also 24-7 emergency service available. Call Yankee Tree Service today 439-6028 439-6028 Whether it's tree removal stump grinding, tree pruning emergency service bucket truck at service and bobcat service since 2006 they've been performing tree removal service on top of that nothing stumps yankee tree service they provide stump grinding enjoy your landscape without the eyesore as far as pruning well let them get up there oftentimes a tree can be pruned instead of cutting it down at yankee tree service their licensed arbiters help you decide what's best the treatment plan for your tree and maybe it's an emergency service did something come down call them today 439-6028 439-6028 if they have to they get right up there in the bucket yankee tree service since 2006 tree trimming experts give them a call 439-6028 or online at yankeetreeservice.com you're listening to the john DePietro show folks it's we start weekdays right now at 11 a.m. 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online on our website, DePetro.com. It's Wednesday. It is October 12th. Well, last night, that was a big moment for Republican challenger, and everyone's buzzing about it. And tomorrow night will be another debate, second debate. Now, the only problem is that I see is the amount of gap between these gubernatorial debates. But I want to talk about what happened last night the bar was set very high, I believe, for Republican challenger Ashley Kalis. And by all accounts, you know, when you look at the whole in, in its entirety, she did very, very well last night. Now, let's be honest. Governor McKee had some kind of a medical procedure over the weekend. He was in the hospital. He was not himself. Governor McKee was definitely not himself, meaning he didn't he didn't look well. He, he looked like he didn't feel well. Um he did seem like maybe he had a cold. He, he looked like he needed to be in, you know, in bed resting. Uh, and he did have a medical procedure. And I think what they did was yesterday morning he did a quick photo op to show that he was somewhat okay. And then I, I would imagine they're going to keep his schedule pretty light for today because then he has another debate tomorrow night. But anyone that caught it, and I'm going to play some of it, Republican Ashley Kalis, she brought it. And she, I, I think she certainly has a chance to get better. And there are some areas she could kind of zone in on. Uh, there was some, if, if you're a voter, if you're a voter, well, for voters, what Channel 12 did last night was they, they certainly gave both candidates a lot of room. In the first part of the debate, they almost went on, let it went on and go a little bit too much on certain issues. Uh, like, and then it, because it got a little redundant whenever you're you're watching a debate if the candidates start repeating themselves then the segment's going a little bit long in the end they could have used a few more minutes channel 12 last night maybe i see here's the thing they probably could have used five more minutes at least but if they had cut some of the segments a little bit shorter they they would have had that time and they could have fit it in it it was unfortunate their poll showed that that soccer stadium that Governor McKee wants to build in Pawtucket is wildly unpopular, and it wasn't even a topic last night, and not because it's not a topic. And and what what's too bad is because it would show a big difference between the two candidates. Ashley Kalis doesn't want a taxpayer-funded soccer stadium. By the way, the polls showed the Rhode Islanders don't want one, and it would have been a chance Governor McKee, he made the deciding vote to get it. But all in all, she brought it. She was very aggressive with him uh she then you know listen you get tired she came out strong there were some areas that she could have been a little bit sharper i think that's something to work on i believe we're going to talk to her a little bit later during the course of the show but all in all last night showed that the race is alive now the the only a problem for ashley kalis is is now the lag time in between 
because just look at the calendar. It's not as if there's another debate. It's too bad that there's that Channel 6 is not doing a debate. Years ago, you know, years ago, folks, Channel 6 did a debate, and then even Channel, th- Channel 36 used to do a debate. Now we're down to just two TV debates. So you had last night Channel 12. I'm going to play some sound from that. And then you also will have the debate tomorrow night, but that's not televised. They're still trying to negotiate a radio debate. I'm not convinced that that's going to happen. And then you you go into, so next week is the week of October 17th. Then the week after that is the week of October 24th. Early voting starts next Wednesday. Early voting starts a week from today. And then you have the week of Halloween, which then leads into the first week of November. That's when the next debate is. So for Governor McKee, he's got a good over two weeks to prepare for the next television debate. Ashley Kalis, you want to keep the momentum you know, going. She, I'm sure, wishes um, that they could have another one very quickly. Now, also, Cranston Mayor Alan Fung, Fox News is picking up on that race. Fox News Channel had Mayor Fung on. I'm going to play some of that sound, but I want to play. I thought Channel 12 did a good job last night. Listen, it's not easy. I think they made certainly the right decision only having the two of them on the stage because they are the two legitimate candidates and they're running real campaigns. The other people just managed to get themselves on the ballot, but they're not really running real campaigns. All right, let's hear. This is the Channel 12 piece on the debate from last night. The nature of Rhode Island gubernatorial candidates squared off in our studios trying to win your vote. Democratic incumbent Dan McKee and Republican challenger Ashley Kalis battled it out, sharing how they plan to tackle important issues Rhode Islanders face every day. The live debate was hosted by our very own Tim White and Ted Nisi. Target 12 investigator Steph Machado is there. She joins us now live in studio to break it all down. Steph? Mike and Shannon, the candidates took a number of swipes at each other while also answering questions about where they stand on the cost of living, abortion, and education. Incumbent Dan McKee and Ashley Kalis meeting in our studios for their first head-to-head debate. In our poll last week, voters overwhelmingly said cost of living is their top concern, and electric and gas rates are going up in Rhode Island. I would, uh, I would roll back the electricity hike, and I would also su- suspend the tax on electricity. McKee said thousands of families have access to relief programs. We're on top of it, and uh, we are providing relief uh, to ratepayers uh, right now. Ms. Kalis? As governor, you have an obligation to help people that are choosing between eating and heating, and to do it right now. You have the authority to do that. Well, you don't understand the way that rates are structured, uh, Ms. Kalis, and that's that's one of the problems uh, that wow. you have. Wow, he Kalis was so condescending. Kalis for taxpayer-funded abortions through Medicaid and the state employee's health insurance, while McKee says he'd propose it in his budget. Kalis defended her recent move to Rhode Island, where she hadn't previously lived. I was not born and raised. You know, why should—I'm so glad she brought that up. Why should we have to pay— taxpayer-funded abortions what about someone that has another you know who has diabetes or has high blood why should we have taxpayer-funded governor mckee is so off base on this and i'm so glad when you break it down yes i would veto why do taxpayers have to pay for that it's ludicrous i'm so glad that she nailed him on that because in the primary they were all dancing around it He has no legitimate answer for that. Taxpayers, so you listening right now to the John DePietro Show, AM 1380, 99.95, you have to pay for, what, someone in Rhode Island that wants that? That is ridiculous. We have to pay for it. Why? Show me that. Show me why you have to pay for it. McKee, well, you know, it's a Rhode Island, that's a Rhode Island value. He was stammering. He was a mess. He was looking at his notes. He clearly didn't feel well, but he was totally unprepared. I believe, folks, she cleaned his clock. She really did. She put a beating. That wasn't a debate. That was a beating. If you missed it, Governor McKee took a beating last night. Um, you don't always get to be that lucky. But this is where I've chosen to live. This is where my family is. This is where my business is. She flew in here about a year ago. Uh, maybe from Illinois, where she, she has a house, or, or from Florida, where she votes. Uh, she came in here for a contract that put hundreds of thousands of dollars in her pocket. The contract was not renewed, 
And then all of a sudden she registers to vote and she declares that she's going to run for governor. Sounds like retaliation to me. Retaliation? McKee denied delaying the release of the state's latest oh, this, RICAS this test is big. scores originally expected in October. He had no answer. After the he had no answer. When the information is ready, uh, it'll be provided. That's no, a no one has done more BS. in education sitting in my seat. What? They also deserve to know and to judge uh, what you said you've done for education. The test scores are terrible. And he's hiding them. The two also sparred repeatedly about the FBI investigation into a controversial education contract the McKee administration awarded last year. And they also discussed housing. If you missed it, you can watch the jam-packed hour-long debate right now. Folks, the, the, uh, listen, uh, the fact of the matter is that the test scores are terrible. And because of that, Governor McKee is hiding the test scores. I mean, that, that's what's going on. And that's why they're not releasing them. It, 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 there's no other reasonable explanation on why... They don't have it. And as far as no one's done more for education, we, I don't even know what he's talking the, the test scores are terrible, as a matter of fact. They're, they're not strong test scores. And and the the numbers in the Rhode Island, you know, uh, the public schools, he was trying to hit her that she sends her kids to private schools. The, the, the schools in Newport are, are terrible. Schools in Newport are t- terribly underperforming. So I don't know what he's talking about. I want to play a little bit. It was pretty good. He was even sparring with um, with Tim White and Ted Nisi last night over the whole FBI thing. This was last night's debate. That's exactly, exactly what I said. And the, and the individual, Mike McGee, who you've taken, taken over the coals, is some, someone, a, 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 one, of the, one of the experts uh, that... Well, that was that, another uh, thing. He was... Uh, claiming that channel 12 raped his friend over the coals tim i appreciated last time when matt brown sat here and said that i was under investigation you corrected you corrected the individual that was running uh, do i do want to remind you you didn't answer my initial question no, no. in that debate no 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 the question is am i under fbi investigation you corrected matt brown that i'm not under fbi investigation well. so if she keeps on talking that way then this this uh, this event's going to turn into a little bit more than uh you know uh just boy uh, he was know. really stumbling and hemming and whoring that was interesting though he was then directing tim white do it again do it again you know what's also interesting is i was in the car yesterday and uh fathead down the dial he was saying he was saying that that McKee should just say, and he pointed out that thing of Matt Brown. Gee, I wonder where McKee got that thing. But how about he's instructing you? You did that with Matt Brown, Tim. Do that again. I mean, that was not a strong moment for Governor McKee. Now, folks, I'm also, I, I, it's not lost on me. He, he is, he was not well last night. Governor McKee, if he was not up on the debate stage, and I understand why they, maybe they didn't want to postpone it or cancel it or put it off or delay it or anything like that. But last night you saw someone that if, in fact, he was not, um, if, if he wasn't on the debate stage, he, he would have been home in bed. I mean, he was, and he was fumbling. I can't believe how much he was looking at his notes. Now, Fox News is paying attention to the CD2 race with Alan Fung and Seth Magaziner, as Fox News called him, Seth Magaziner. Listen to, I'm going to play a little bit. This was the lead up. This is they are highlighting now that this is one of the national races to watch. Okay, but now we look at the issues and we try to figure out what are people talking about in Rhode Island. Well, Self Magaziner is the Democrat. There have been two polls in Rhode Island. One had the Democrat down eight points. Another had the Democrat down six points. He averaged them together. Alan Fung has a seven point lead in Rhode Island. This is a Democratic-leaning district, plus 17. It's not even close when you look at the political uh, composition here. And cost of living has shown up. You know, that's what they were trying to highlight, and they're exactly right. I mean, this shouldn't even be close. But it also shows how Seth Magaziner has said the entire race is about abortion. And Mayor Fung has run a very solid campaign. In this morning's Boston Globe, Dan McGowan, who we're going to talk to, he he speaks with someone, and I like the guy said he's not even sure if Fung is still mayor, which I find comical. And I mean, I think that plays to the advantage of Mayor Fung, that he's just referred to as Mayor Fung. So this is Mayor Fung this morning on Fox News Channel. The Republican Party thinks that you can win this race. What do you feel this morning? 
Hey, good morning, Dana and Bill. Yes, we will win this race, and we will make history and bring back a Republican voice, not just in Rhode Island, but a Republican voice in all of New England where there's not a single one of us in the House right now. I'm excited for this opportunity. As you saw from my commercial, I'm talking about the issues that are on people's minds at their doors, at fairs and festivals, and it's this cost of living crisis, particularly the energy crisis that we're facing up in New England, all across the country, because of these failed democratic policies by President Biden and this Congress led by Speaker Nancy Pelosi. We have to turn around, and we will turn around 27 more days. It's exciting. I'm having fun on the campaign trail, talking about the issues. You saw the release about my energy plan, but it's also about safe communities, and people can find out more as we roll them out on fungforri.com. You know, so he's got two debates next week. Mayor Fung's got to close it out. Now, you know, Seth Magaziner, they're they're not going to just roll over. I mean, but he's in a very, very good position. I think what is so significant about that, folks, is look at that. Fox News is paying attention to that race. And if, and if, you're, uh, if you're Kevin McCarthy, you're loving this, the, the speaker in waiting. And, folks, I want you to notice, now, how about last night? Governor McKee said he is voting for Joe Biden again, President Biden. And he thinks that President Biden has been the best president for Rhode Island. I mean, that is just absolutely ridiculous i don't know of anyone that thinks that and governor mckee said that last night i think that i think that ashley kalis actually should have made a bigger deal about that last night um and and i think listen she did very well there's another debate tomorrow night i don't believe it's not on television and then as i said there's the gap but there's there's some room to work and there's some room. They have some fresh, a lot of new material came out. And also, Governor McKee said last night he's going to appeal and he wants to put those truck tolls back up. That is another opening and opportunity. Now, I, I respect and like uh, Tim White, Ted Nisi. I think by and large, you know, it's not easy. Two of them work together, do a good job. If I would offer a little constructive criticism that no one really likes, but if I did, I would have said, I think they should have gone to the truck tolls earlier, and they, they did not get to the soccer stadium. But Governor McKee said, now, folks, that is not business friendly. And truck tolls, that should not be a partisan issue. Uh, that is, and that's another thing. The media should have been polling that. I wish they had had that in the, in the um, I wish they had had that in the Globe poll. In Channel 12, you know, again, I mean, it's all... Uh, it's it's all um i mean they had the prerogative they asked the question you know do you want to say something nice about each other i i don't really like that stuff did they, they did a pop quiz that's fine but channel 12 instead of polling the biden um trump rematch which may never happen it is a hypothetical i think they should have polled um the truck tolls because now governor mckee is going to put that he wants to put that back in play and what taxpayers, what, what people should be leery of is regular people. I would love to see that polled. Folks, an issue that is out there that still no one has brought up is the fact that Massachusetts offers driver's license to illegals. They're about to vote on that. That's going to be on the ballot of Massachusetts. So far, that issue has not come up in the race for governor. As many of you know, Governor McKee, he's the one that pushed that over the finish line. I would like to see at least that asked. And here's the question that I would have. What would they support putting it on the ballot so Rhode Island voters could weigh in? Because I'm telling you right now, if you put driver's license for illegals on the ballot in Rhode Island, I'm saying it loses. I don't know if it loses 80-20, but it loses substantially. It loses 70-30. The least it loses 60-40, which is still a 20-point margin. But I say it goes down to defeat. I think in Massachusetts it goes down to defeat. And so far, that has not even been brought up and raised. And I get why, because in the Democrat primary, they would all say they're in favor of it. But now you have a Republican primary. So I think that's floating out there. So the truck tolls, President uh, Governor McKee saying that he thinks President Biden has done a fantastic job and he's the best president for Rhode Island, and he supports him. I think there's an ad there. I think there's a lot of room to use ads. As I've said, to me, if we want to be fair, I think Governor McKee was under the weather. I don't think he felt well. 
I think that was more than obvious. I think if he could have been anywhere else, he would have been. Um, and he he was not prepared for Ashley Kalis. Brought it. I think she over-delivered. She came out strong. She needs to sharpen some responses, but that can happen. I also was very impressed with her spokesperson that was in the spin room afterwards. I thought he was actually very good. They should have him out there more. But last night, folks, this is the most significant. We're going to talk to Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe, and Ashley Kalis is going to join us coming up a little bit later, the Republican challenger. But I think the most important part was last night showed it's a race. Last night, a lot of people were saying, I'm on board with her, and they were cheering her on. If people were thinking of voting for her, she made people very comfortable. You know, the boxing commercial actually matches the candidate you know she has that commercial where she's in a boxing ring and last night you saw it last night she absolutely brought it so folks it's wednesday uh the cd2 race mayor fun going on fox news that's big that is absolutely big it shows that nationally they're paying attention to it but the big story of the day is governor mckee had a he had a bad night and now he has to go at it again tomorrow night he was condescending to her. He did not seem prepared. He didn't seem like he felt well. And, you know, health is one of those things. You can't control it. What if he suddenly has that the month of October, he's just not feeling well, that he's had some health problems. He had to go in for that emergency procedure over the course of the weekend into the hospital. So we're going to talk to Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. But the good news is this race is on. Now, listen, it doesn't guarantee anything, but it is not. I don't think this is a, a 10 or 12 point. I don't think this is a 10 point race anymore. I think Ashley Kalis last night showed independence and Republicans that she's, you know, ready for the battle. I think she helped herself last night and she needs to chip away to get it closer and closer and get it inside like a if this gets to a four or five point race, then you're really talking. All right. It's Wednesday. A lot more ahead right here on the John DePietro show. It's getting cold already this winter. Keep your family, your employees warm with Matthews Oil Company. Call them today, 401-942-7500. Matthews Oil Company, 24-hour emergency service. For over four generations, they make it easy to keep your home comfortable and safe. Trusted oil delivery. Call Matthews Oil Company today, 401-942-7500. You can find them online matthewsoil.com matthews oil premier dealer of rhode island delivering the highest quality heating fuels at matthews oil they take pride providing reliable affordable service for you and your family celebrating 90 years of service call them now it's going to be a cold winter get that tank filled call matthews oil company today 401-942-7500 in an emergency they offer 24-hour emergency service Matthews Oil Company, 401-942-7500. Show weekdays, we start at 11, we go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. can always listen online at the website, petro.com. Joining us right now is a columnist with the Boston Globes, even sometimes a talk show host. But it is uh, Dan McGowan. And uh, Dan McGowan, I'm very anxious to hear your thoughts. Last night was the first major televised debate between the two leading candidates for governor governor dan mckee and also republican ashley kalis you tell me what did dan mcgowan of the boston globe think of the first uh debate between those two candidates well first of all i love only two people up there agreed uh, I, I think yeah. the back and forth i think channel 12 quite frankly learned a little bit from uh channel 10 in the previous in, in the primary debates they let them kind of go at it a little bit more uh, which was good, but having two people, you know, sort of just two people there, I think made a huge difference. Uh, so stylistically, I think it was just, I think it was more of a, you know, more entertaining than maybe some of the primary debates that we saw. Look, I, I thought Ashley Kalis uh, had, had to kind of cross a couple of bars and did. So I think she needed to show she had some command of, you know, of the issues in the state, right? That's a hole for her, look, not from here. So she's always going to have a little bit of a disadvantage. I thought it was, quite frankly, when I wrote down in my notes, as I look at them, uh, I thought it was brilliant to come out right up out of the gate and sort of come up with the, a little bit obscure, you know, this, the governor can act on these um, energy rates because what it showed was it counteracts that argument that you're not prepared for 
uh, you know, to be in the office that you don't know how the office works, which is which is the primary Dan McKee argument. So I thought she did a really good job there. Yeah. I, I thought she faded a little bit at the, uh, you know, sort of in the second half of the debate. I, I, she didn't yep. quite land the same punches uh, that she did right up front. But you know, I think about the way people tune into these debates. It's not, it's, it's exactly like the presidential debates. You watch the first 15 minutes, usually, and quite honestly, you know, there was a baseball game on last night. There was lots of other things to do. You flip over. And so if you only caught the early portion of that debate, I think she very much held her own. Um, I, I saw you tweeting about this. I agree with, with you on this. I thought Dan McKee, he, he didn't sound well. He sounded like he had no. a cold um, or something yeah. like that. I know he just had a, you know, a, stay, a brief stay in the hospital, so maybe he's still recovering from that. He didn't quite come out firing on all cylinders. But at the same time, as the debate went on, I thought he did have uh, you know, some moments where I thought he, he hits his stride on the democratic yeah. issues, right? He hits his yep. stride when it comes to the abortion issue and he had a good, you know, a, a you know, I'm pro-choice. She's no choice. I thought that was a, uh, you know, for, for, again, for the audience you're playing to and for your base, that was a smart play. So, you know, the, the challenge for Ashley Kalis here is that you, you have to have memorable performances, right? She needs to, in order to catch up here, she's got to, really do something to stand out. I'm not sure she did. I'm not sure Dan McKee, you know, did anything to really fall apart. Although, you know, that, I don't know if it was midway or maybe later in the debate, the whole argument around the Rycast scores not coming out, he really falls in it there. Yeah. Um, and, 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 you know, and she, and I thought she went at him pretty good. I think there's a lot of people that might've not realized. I mean, last week it was a little bit of a story. I broke it, but it, it you know, they may not be paying close attention I think she should harp on that. That that's a place where she can really, uh, you know, take him to task, and he doesn't have a great answer uh, for it. Not only that, he then even admitted like that they're not going to be good that's to right. them out. And uh, and I agree. I he seemed caught flat-footed. Um, I thought she had a good first half hour. I'd go to yeah. seven thirty. She was strong, and then you get you know tangled in the weaves a little bit. He does have experience. Dan McGowan, what do you think of last night that he? I mean, he gave Channel 12 a real gift with the announcing that he is going to appeal the state. He didn't have to do that, by the way. He could have said we're still reviewing it. It would have been an odd story, but then they're going to review the they're going to appeal the truck tolls. Yeah, there's a part of me that I always think about the strategies that these guys, you know, have when they go into these debates. And, and you know this, John, I mean, the politicians, usually the people around them, they usually have sort of a savvy idea of all right, you know, what can we give whoever's doing yep. an interview or in the debate that, right. you know, that's going to make news. Gina Raimondo was, an, was uh, an expert at this. She always knew when she talked to me to tell me something about education because she knew it was going to be something sure. I was going to be in. Right. Um, in this case, I think they went in with, all right, you know, this is kind of in our back pockets. We're going to appeal this. That'll make some news if things are going off the rails a little bit. If, you know, if we're just trying to, you know, maybe maybe redirect the conversation. The weird thing was for Dan McKee was that it, it, it didn't come at a moment in the debate where I, where I kind of thought he was floundering. And so he almost kind of... And that becomes, I mean, that's today, I would imagine the follow-up all day is going to be about tolls. I'm not sure he wants to really get engaged in conversation because I do think it, it, it reopens, as, no matter how many times the Democrats in power say, you know, we're not going to toll regular cars. Anytime the word toll is used, I think it's bad for, for the McKee campaign. Uh, right. and, and if I'm if I'm Ashley Kalis, I think I'm probably gonna be harping on that a lot in the next couple of maybe the next week or so. It's not easy to do uh, in handling the debate, but are you were you I was were you surprised they didn't discuss the soccer stadium? I was. I was there was the one thing yeah. the, the one thing that I that I was really surprised because I think it is I, I think, you know, bi- by the way, based on their own polling, which their own poll. is very unpopular, um, you know, that that I, I was surprised they didn't quite get to it. I, I think they were um I think they were a little caught off guard and, and look like you said, this is a hard thing to do. I think they went uh, you know, probably on the ILO, the education contract yes. conversation, because McKee kind of sparred with them and sparred yes. with her. And I think they kind of got thrown off sorts, or, you know, out of sorts a little bit. But 
quite honestly, if I'm if I'm making sort of the if I'm making the list of priorities, especially again given the polling that that they did, uh, I, I I would have made sure that the soccer stadium was a conversation uh, to to have. By the way. Be, you, know, you could say, well, they, they talked about this a lot during the primary. Ashley Kales didn't get that chance, right? She never, exactly. she didn't have the opportunity to talk about it very much. So, uh, you know, the, I was a bit surprised. I think Ashley Kales might have missed an opportunity to really bring yes. it up. She at, she at one point did the um, the Superman building, but she never quite got to, at least to, to my recollection, I don't think she ever quite got to the soccer stadium. Yeah, and if you're the McKee people, you leave them with a win. Dan McGowan, what do we know about uh, I mean, part of it, I understand someone's personal health is a privacy issue, but he is the governor. What what do we know about Governor McKee in the hospital? And and maybe you can answer my question. Was he given anesthesia? Was Lieutenant Governor standing by? What do, How much do we know about this? We don't know very much. We know that he had some sort of u- uh, urinary tract infection. Yep. Um, I, To my knowledge, I don't think there was a scenario where there was any moment of like handoff of power. Okay. Um, and from what I recall, you've covered governors, you've covered older governors uh, yes. m- more than I have. I don't quite recall if, if the state sort of law or, or the constitution makes it very clear, like with the presidency. I mean, if, if, if you go in, if Joe Biden goes in for a checkup and needs any sort of procedure that results in anesthesia, they have to hand off power in those moments. I think you saw that with Bush um, and Cheney uh, at least one time, and you've seen that in, in different cases. I'm not sure if it's as strict, uh, you know, in yeah. the Rhode Island constitution, but yeah, I mean, sounds like he was uh, pretty, uh, he was, he was certainly not in very good shape. He was in some pain. No. Yeah. Um, and, and I think you saw a little, I think you're still seeing the effects of that to some degree. Cause yes. again, he sounded a little bit, he just sounded sick. He sounded like he had a cold quite yeah, honestly. He did. Uh, Governor Allman had a prostate procedure. I think he went to John Hopkins, but I, I exactly that. He had to, I don't remember that there was a, there was a handoff of power. Many. The next time you have an emergency, head straight to AtMed Urgent Care. Two locations, 1524 Atwood Avenue, Suite 122 in Johnston, or East Greenwich 5750 Post Road. AtMed Urgent Care, urgent health care facility providing comprehensive outpatient health care to individuals, families, specializing in ambulatory medicine, diagnostic treatment service, AtMed Urgent Care. They provide immunization, school, sports physicals, they're a cost-efficient healthcare alternative to hospital-based emergencies. They're open seven days a week, walk-in routine urgent care, minor surgical, orthopedic and trauma, work-related injuries, physical exams, drug testing, full laboratory services, and with AtMed Urgent Care, they offer mononuclear antibody infusions. You, someone in your family suffering from covid You want to go straight to AtMed Urgent Care. Two locations, Johnston, 1524 Atwood Avenue, Suite 122, or East Greenwich, 5750 Post Road, online at atmedurgentcare.net. Folks, again, we're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. And Dan, the Boston Globe poll that came out yesterday, very impressive. Uh, I I also, I really like the graphics that you can then get uh, a sense of, break it down by CD1, CD2, age, race, party. And uh, the the really made national national news with the fact that, boy, Alan Fung, I think, is in a very good position in the CD2 race. Yeah, and and, you know, Trend that I think the strange thing about this, you, you say, you know, make national news. I mean, you're hitting, you hit it on the head. The number of people that I talked to cover Congress, you know, broadly, let's say in Washington, that I heard from yesterday who were kind of waking up to this and are a little bit surprised. Obviously, you and I, and I think people back home here aren't surprised uh, all that much that Alan Fung has, has, you know, jumped into this lead. He's kind of maintained a lead uh, throughout. The thing that I think our poll shows is because quite honestly it's a big sample it's a relatively large sample size 420 uh some odd voters in the second district so you can see 
you know, beyond just what the top line numbers are. So Alan Fung, eight point lead, 45, 37. Okay, good. That's, that's a, that's a good number for him, but then you start to break it down into, you know, uh, the independence, Alan Fung really dominating the independence. Uh, you start to very quickly look at this and say, Seth Magaziner is not doing well at all among men uh, and is not exactly dominating among women. Traditionally, the Democrats like to run up the score with female voters, and you're not seeing that uh, the case for Seth Magaziner. It's why uh, certainly the Alan Fung campaign is feeling fantastic right now. The only caveat that I have, John, I'm curious what you think, is I'm just, I'm a little, I'm in that spot with, with Alan Fung of, all right, you've got to your 45, you were 46% in the Channel 12 poll. And, oh, you know, that might be your floor, but is your ceiling 47, 48%? What's going to get him over the top? All signs point to he, he should do it and he will do it, but, uh, you know, there's a little bit about, I'll believe it when I see it, you know, uh, officially uh, in, over the next month. You know, I think that's it's a very fair point. And I would answer that I don't see any change in direction. I think the magazine camp right now, they're not sure what to do. Uh, you don't see him out as much as you see Fung. I hear from different voters that are dealing with the campaign. There's even a sense of confusion mm. when they are out canvassing. And I, what I think is going to help uh, Alan Fung McGowan is just the fact, let's face it, I mean, it, he did lose twice running for governor, but Gino Raimondo was a pretty tough opponent. Yes. Um, he's got experience on the debate stage. He's disciplined. He's come this far. The, the momentum inside the campaign, they are firing on all cylinders. So, Well, and think about I, this, John. Think, the, 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 you go into going into next week, right? You go into to the, their first big debate on Channel 12. All right. Look, the the magaziner people are going to be able to land. Seth will will land a punch on you know you're you're going to be hanging out with the you know the extremists in Washington, right? Okay, so, so fine, that's his you know punch. The the problem that 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 they're going to have is they're going to have to be ready for the for Alan Fung to act like Alan Fung and say, "Hey, wait, knock it off, Seth. Like I, I'm I'm a regular guy here. He might steal the Gina Raimondo line. Knock it off." And, and, and kind of give that perception of, no, 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 I'm much more like the average Rhode Islander than Seth Magaziner is. I don't know how Seth Magaziner actually fires back at that. And, and, and if it just becomes this, I think we're seeing this, I actually have a column on this today. You, yeah. talk to, you talk to voters who are, you know, who are strong fung supporters and then are either voting for Dan McKee in the general election or, or undecided for governor. And they say to you, just time and time again, I, I hate the, you know, the extreme attacks. I hate, you know, far left versus far right. Alan Fung is running a really intelligent campaign where he's not, you know, harping. A, he's not doing the Seth Magaziner is, you know, part of the the extreme far left. He's running his own campaign and he's kind of pushing back against this idea that, you know, if, if all Seth Magaziner has to say is, you know, oh, I'm I'm going to be hanging out with Donald Trump and Kevin McCarthy in Washington. I'm not sure that get that is as appealing uh, to uh, particularly to independent voters as the the magaziner consultants seem to think it is. Jim McGowan, what do you think of some of the other things that came out in the poll? I like how you also break down. Uh, there is a big, big difference between CD one, CD two, but President Biden is not popular. And before before you answer that, I go back to a column that you wrote that said when Seth Magaziner gets up in the morning, looks in the very sees a guy that wants to run for governor. I, I've heard that there's already, I mean, they're watching McKee, who is not the strongest candidate, and that there's definitely got to be some feel of like, ah, maybe if we'd stayed in that race, he could have taken out McKee in the primary. Well, there is buyer's remorse. I think that's definitely true. Yeah. Um, I think the challenge that he has looking going forward is, you know, even if Dan McKee squeaks on through, um, you know, in, in let's say he's a four-year governor, he's a little bit older. He may might not want to be an eight-year governor. I think Kalina Folks is first in line for that for yes, that shot uh, over Seth Magaziner. So I think they have a little bit of a challenge there. But to your point, you're right. You know, I wrote at the time. I said I didn't think Seth Magaziner should run for Congress. Not that he couldn't win, or not that he couldn't win a primary. Certainly, I think we all knew he was going to be the favorite in a primary. But he, he, this is a guy who spent eight years or seven years 
constantly thinking about what was going to get me to the governor's office. And, you know, to some degree, our polling shows this. So you look at it, you look at the issues and who, you know, other than cost of living, which is by far the most important issue, uh, both in the general election and, you know, among statewide voters and certainly in the second district. But if you look at the other issues where if, if a voter says, yeah, I think abortion rights are really important, or I think, you know, housing is really important. Seth Magazine actually wins every issue that isn't the economy. And what I think you see there, I mean, look, that tends to be, you know, th- those are going to be more kind of conscientious Democratic voters that, that like him for that. But what it does show you is here's a guy who did carve out a little bit of a reputation as being it, policy wonk is strong, but he, he understood the functions of state government. I think he probably would have been better suited for a race that could be, you know, a discussion of how you're going to govern, whereas Congress is not that, right? It, this is not about your plan to, you know, f- you know, to fight inflation or your plan to, you know, save the environment. It's really about, you know, it's really just, you know, who do you like and, you know, who's popular in your town, ta- you know, in, in your community. And then it is obviously it becomes back to a lot of ways, you know, the, the, the tribes, right. It's just democratic and Republican tribes in, in many ways. And so Seth magazine, I don't, I just don't think he's as compelling a candidate carrying the democratic mantle as he might've been, if it were, you know, here's my big plan on education or here's my big plan on, you know, whatever the, the, the issues of the moment, I, I think he probably was better suited to be in the governor's race. And you, you th- hearken back to that press conference at the train station when yeah. he was with Congressman Landrin and said to the media, and you're all kind of come along with this, too, and it's going to be fun. We're going to take him down. That that certainly has not developed. Dan McGowan, one more question about the poll. Uh, boy, it, to me, it shows both President Biden in the Boston Globe poll and Dan McKee, they, they have a problem with with unaffiliated voters. Yes. I mean, this is a huge problem. You know, you look at you, this is the if I'm the K-list campaign, uh, you know, I, I am looking at this and saying, look, there's a whole bunch of signs uh, that, that, and this is true, there's a whole bunch of signs that suggest that Dan McKee's got real problems. Way losing, you know, fairly big among independent or unaffiliated voters. Um, you know, you look at sort of the other tracks of like right direction, wrong direction. I mean, independent voters overwhelmingly think the state's moving in the wrong direction. They don't like the economic conditions of the state. Certainly the Joe Biden problem is a you know, 4250 or underwater with with approval ratings in blue Rhode Island. Uh, you know, this is all those things are reasons why I think that Democrats are having a much harder time than uh, than they than they would have hoped in a place like Rhode Island. Uh, my question, you know, when it comes to Joe Biden is, look, the as Seth Magaziner tries to, you know, call out every reinforcement he can to try to, you know, win this seat. I'm not sure a Joe Biden visit actually helps. I do think a Barack Obama visit might help. Um, and I wonder if that's in the cards. I haven't heard that. But, I, you know, if, if I'm if I'm looking at who are my options to kind of bring out the big guns, so to speak, I don't think it's Biden. I think it's really you know hard to do a Bill Clinton, given sort of the way the world has changed in the last couple of years. I think it's Barack Obama or bust. Yeah, no, I think you're right. And one last thought before we talk about roadmap. Uh, I'd like in your column. And, and it's something the Kalis people should maybe explore. And that is the voter that said he's voting for McKee and Fung. Uh, if there's a way that Kalis could, I mean, the, the Alan Fung endorsement could actually be worth yeah. something in this race. I just wonder if he cut a commercial kind of with her, like I'm voting for Ashley Kalis, if that could move the needle. Oh, I Folks, would... I, start, I start off each day with, uh, with reading Roadmap. It arrives in your inbox. It's free. You get all links to these stories we're talking about there's a lot of other stories in the globe especially also big patriot win and then some of the other stories dan mcgowan right now if you would extend that offer to uh, everyone who's listening yeah very simple folks uh like john said every weekday morning you get this you get you know yesterday it was all of our polling data you could break that down sometimes we get you know a scoop here or there sometimes it's analysis sometimes it's just something fun we're looking today at the you know how much every candidate spent in the democratic primary and you know what per vote all that kind of stuff so send me a blank email it's all you have to do you don't have to do anything other than send a blank email to rinews at globe.com rinews at globe.com i'll sign you up and you'll start getting it first thing tomorrow morning folks he's dan mcgowan did great job really really like the poll hats off to everyone at the globe and we'll talk to you again thanks so much john have a great day Propane Plus in Rhode Island for all your propane needs. Call them 
885-4209 in Massachusetts. You can reach them at 508-252-3359. Propane heating and cooling, it's Propane Plus. Their team's been there three generations. They're available 24-7 for service and delivery, and they plan on serving you for a long time to come. They offer online billing, ability to schedule a service delivery at the click of a button, and remember, all customers receive a free safety inspection on their equipment it's propane plus and remember with propane it's affordable sustainable equitable good for the environment and now it's renewable call propane plus today at 401-885-4209 in massachusetts call them at 508-252-3359 they're very easy to navigate website it's propaneplus.com propane plus call them 401-885-4209 you're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. Folks, the numbers at the border, people that are coming through, getting through, then escaping the United States, it's, it's really overwhelming. Joining us right now, he is Rapid Response Director for the GOP. It's our friend Tommy Pigeot. Tommy, what's the new term that is being used for those that uh, get into the country and just escape? The term is gotaways. Gotaways. Um, yes, that, that just sort of signifies... You know, people that the numbers that we have, by the way, are the ones that we know about. So it's people that are actually recorded having crossed the border and escaped, whether a border patrol person sees them or they're caught on camera. Uh, yeah, so th- those are referred to as gotaways, and that number is actually a conservative estimate. The nine hundred thousand is that number that have escaped to this country. That's a conservative estimate because those are just the ones that we know about, which is why this is so worrying. I like those gutaways, kind of like, well, there's, you have stowaways, those that get onto, you know, a ship or a plane or whatever it may be. So these are gutaways. Now, Tommy, 900,000, what's the time frame on that? 900,000 gutaways have escaped into this country just since Joe Biden took office. Wow. 900,000. Uh, and for context, that's larger than the population of San Francisco. Yes. 900,000. I mean, wow. it's, it's astonishing. And experts like I... I just mentioned, say that that could actually be two or three times higher because this is just the gotaways we know about, the ones caught on camera, the ones that Border Patrol sees crossing the border. It doesn't include gotaways that cross the border unrecorded. And let me give you an example of how that could happen. So in Del Rio, if you remember last year or a few months ago, uh, Del Rio had that incident where a huge number of illegal immigrants were under that bridge and required huge manpower to process those people uh, at the border. While those people were at the border, 247 miles of the border additional was left unpatrolled 247 miles we have no idea who crossed the border over that time period within those 247 miles and it's concerning because we know for a fact according to border patrol that cartels are dictating where illegal immigrants cross and are apprehended in order to tie the hands of border patrol so they can cross the border uh, and escape into this country without being detected. So that 900,000 number that we know about could really be much higher. I mean, it just shows the border is completely wide open. And Tommy, again, um, it's it's such a difference. What what are some of the, the factors you think are contributing to this? One thing I'll say is President Trump, at the very least, um, he, he was a deterrent. You know, there was an attitude that they would not be welcomed here, that it was not open, that you'd get deported. That obviously has shifted. What are the factors do you think or do we believe have contributed to this well that factor you just mentioned it, it it is a fact and it is a factor because that's what migrants are telling border patrol are telling news agencies that right now they came because joe biden's president because of joe biden's border policies no one's hiding it at the border they're literally saying that when they arrive at the border they're thanking joe biden for opening the border and i think that's a major component of this i think the second component is really the embracing of these sanctuary cities uh, policies in these Democrat-run cities and the benefits Democrats are trying to give to illegal immigrants when they arrive here. There used to be this consensus, even as, uh, you know, uh, under Barack Obama's presidency, that you can't be incentivizing people to come and making this dangerous journey by providing benefits, by signaling that they could stay, because it actually endangers people making this journey. Biden has abandoned that consensus. Democrats have completely abandoned it now across the country. So there's this pull factor of all these benefits, these sanctuary city policies, combined with this message from the Biden administration by as they you know roll back these policies that worked, saying the border's open. So that's really contributing to this. And then the third factor is the cartels along the border have always been there, but they seize every opportunity. 
and Biden has just handed them a massive one. He's handed them a massive crisis that they can use to profit. So there are these really evil, despicable cartels that are profiting off of, off of all this death and destruction. And Biden's decided to turn his back and look the other way while this is going on. That's exactly right. Folks, he is, again, Rapid Response Director for the GOP. It's Tommy Pichot. Tommy, great job as always. I like that. Get a, gutaways, and we'll talk to you again. All right. Thanks for having me. Remain healthy. Stop in and see Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can also look for her on Facebook, but call her 401 305 3585. You know the building. It's that historic white church diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant. It's My Health. What do you find inside? Well, first of all, great service, great selection, vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies, local products like ICE, honey, maple syrup, beef fresh gum. Over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices, plus hemp and CBD products, natural skin care. It's my health. Pop in and see Marie. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. There's things for your pets. There's things for your children. There's things for your health. Stay healthy at It's My Health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Again, call Marie, 401 305 3585 diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant. To the John DePietro Show, it's AM 1380, 99.9 .9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, dePietro.com. Remember, weekdays, 11 to 2. But visit the website, dePietro.com. That's the best way to reach me. There's a direct link, contact John. We also have all our sponsors right there. We have unique, original reporting, stories, videos. Also, all our links to social media whether it's facebook when we do facebook live or youtube or twitter it's all right there at the website to petro.com and then remember once you're there you can also visit the shop we have great gifts that you can get it's a happening all links to the show plus if you ever miss any part of the show it's all right there under radio show right there folks it all starts by logging on at dipetro.com and on the left hand side you can always listen live again all our links everything begins and ends right there at the website dipetro.com the coesed inn 226 coesed avenue in west warwick or an island tradition since 1977 delicious food great atmosphere whether it's lunch or dinner or drinks in the lounge they can also accommodate large groups a great meal a feast is waiting for you at the coesed inn stop it and see them all year round 226 coesed avenue in west warwick they're waiting for you at the coesed inn it's getting cold already this winter keep your family your employees warm with matthews oil company call them today 401-942-7500 matthews oil company 24-hour emergency service for over four generations they make it easy to keep your home comfortable and safe trusted oil delivery call matthews oil company today 401-942-7500 you can find them online matthewsoil.com matthews oil premier dealer rhode island delivering the highest quality heating fuels at matthews oil they take pride providing reliable affordable service for you and your family celebrating 90 years of service call them now it's going to be a cold winter get that tank filled call matthews oil company today 401-942-7500 in an emergency they offer 24-hour emergency service matthews oil company 401-942-7500